Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show, a weekly podcast designed to help you as a manager and leader unlock your potential both inside and outside of work with the ultimate aim of delivering results you need. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode and share it with anyone else you think might benefit from hearing the show. Right, without any more delay, let's get on with this week's show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's show. So, let's talk around the idea of common sense. Yes, that's it, common sense. The things we all know as common everyone knows, and sense things we should be doing. But of course, how common is common sense? And we all know that things go wrong inside and outside of work. Some stuff is minor, as you know, minor little things, not even registers. There's there's a problem. Other things can be catastrophic, both for people, processes, and for businesses. And in my opinion and experience, there's a big downfall in most systems, and that, unfortunately, is people. Now, Don't get me wrong, people are brilliant. I like people. I'm a big fan of people. I've always been around people, massive people fan. But of course, when it comes to things going wrong, apart from obviously natural disasters, most of the time, people are linked to it. Now, you could argue climate change is part of the people problem, but let's not go down that rabbit hole today. You know, you think of your people as somebody who comes to work, a part of your team, and are there to do a good job. Most of the time, that's completely right. But of course, things go wrong. And as it says in the title, the wrong things can happen for what we would expect are the right reasons. What do I mean by that? Well, let's ask a question to our listeners out there. Do you think that people do things wrong at work because of the following? A. They are not so bright. B. They don't care. C. They don't listen to managers and people who know. D. They don't use their common sense whatever that means. And E, people are stressed and pushed. Too far, therefore, they make errors. Well, you know, none of them, you hope, in my opinion, are part of the facts that go wrong. You could say that there is a level of stress in every business and that can happen. But when it comes to safety of people, you'd hope that all those areas, A through D, E, are covered quite well. You know, most of the time, people come to work to do a good job. Now, of course, you can get your disgruntled person, the person who may have turned up and really kind of doesn't want to be there. But you think most of the time people come to work to do a good job. They don't come to work to get injured. You feel most people do the right things, but unfortunately, sometimes it goes wrong. So why people risk their lives? Why do they risk their jobs in certain areas? Why would they do that? Now, your cynic could say, well, it's a claim culture. But of course, people don't go to work and, you know, unfortunately, sometimes don't go home just because of a claim. That would make absolutely no sense. But if you really want to reframe this whole thing, let's think of the idea of when things go wrong at work, what is the issue? Well, of course, it's around the risk and the risk that these people are putting themselves into when they're in your team or your workplace. And unfortunately, to spoil your bubble, it's your fault. That's as blunt as it is. You're accountable for your team's actions. So, it's your fault when it goes wrong. Sorry, if that's no news to you, 
Well, wake up, because as a leader and a manager, when things go wrong, when that person comes to work and thinks they're doing the right things, you know, for the right reasons, but they do the wrong things for the right reasons, then it's on your head. So now you know it's your fault, and now you know you need to do something to stop it, how do we building a process to try to reduce the risk and likelihood of people doing things, the right, wrong things, for the right reasons at work? And how do we reduce that? In your workplace. Well, I'm going to list a few areas I think is major for us as leaders when it comes to making sure that people are coming to work and are as safe as possible. And it does start from day one. You've got to start with the safety idea. So when it comes to the inductions, and yes, you should have an induction, whatever you are in your business, you should be having your induction. The induction is a way that you're setting out the why we need to be safe at work. You're going to be in there and you're talking to every person at every level about what the risks they are and the likelihoods they see when they come into your workplace. Now, obviously, this changes wherever you work. If you're in an office environment, it's going to be different to a factory environment. If you're in a retail store, it's going to be different to a warehouse. We understand that. But an induction and an introduction and setting your stall out as a manager and a leader with your team from day one is really, really important. So make sure your induction is right and fit for purpose when it comes to the safety elements of it. Second one is education. You need to start with the why. And this is education across the business, all the way through the business. And it's an idea of getting people into the mindset of they need to be looking at reducing their risk. If they're team leaders, if they're operators on the line, they've got a duty of care as well as you have. Although you're the fully accountable one at the end for anything that does go wrong, you're going to make sure that every person, every eye and ear is an extension of you when you're not there. And that leads into training. You know, as part of education, it's important that you have formal training, but also on the job training. It's not just a tick box exercise when it comes to these things. It's making sure that they understand what they're doing day in, day out to make sure that whatever they are practicing and whatever purpose that they've got to do and work, they're doing it the right way. And also they are confident to speak up and tell you when things are going right. And that leads on to the fourth point, having competent people at work. So it's okay having them trained, but are they competent? Do they know what their um, jobs are? Do they know what their responsibilities are? Inside court hours, normally in nine till fives, you do have a lot of people around who would be able to be that competent person or should be able to. But of course, out of hours, nights, weekends, holiday times, who's doing what? Who's covering what? When things go wrong, what should be um, escalated? How do you reduce that risk? How do you stop people taking those chances? You know, when the things go wrong and they've done it for the right reason, you're still going to be the problem. It's still going to be yours. So make sure you've got competent people around you. And then the wider area that leads into those first three is around process. And I'm talking real processes, not just a paper exercise, but actual standard operating procedures, standards that are set, that are either on the, the, the business itself or national, and make sure that those processes work. Try them, test them, make sure they work. Dig at them or make sure that they're being tested. Involve people at all levels when you're doing these processes. It's not just an idea for someone in a in a in an office to do it as a paper exercise. Go see, watch real people doing the jobs in their true environment and see where shortcuts can be taken and where those wrong things can happen but are always supposedly for the good reasons. And, and to lead into that next point from having a procedure is to audit it. Use heat maps, set some audits down there, do your safety walks, make sure your behaviour safety walks are in there. Um, do it with the people, so no stealth audits. You don't sneak in and do audit and run back out. You stand there with the people, tell me why this isn't right, show me what's dodgy about this. Let me know. And then 
from those audits have action plans to fix and move those things forward with the people. If it's buying pieces of equipment, is it reducing the amount of time they're spent in certain areas? Is it getting the guarding correct? Whatever that may be, you need to do that from the audits and see you really mean what you say. And then to make sure that does happen, as we all know in businesses, we love a key performance indicator. So make sure that your safety KPIs are there to drive the right actions, not there to hinder not there to tick boxes to make sure that your KPIs are there to make the place safer. You've got to be careful with some KPIs because, of course, key performance indicators don't just sit in safety. You know, they can actually encourage some poor safety. If you've got targets such as outputs per hour, bonuses on the speed or service level, they can, and and again, can lead to people thinking that they're doing the right thing, but without seeing the danger. Again, wrong things done for what they think are the right reasons. So in conclusion, let's have a quick recap of what we want. You know, there is going to be an idea that when you go to work, you will need to help those people around you reduce the risk of them doing the wrong things for the right reasons every day in their jobs. You're accountable for their errors. So make sure that your results you're measured on don't force people into situations where they may um, make uh, mistakes. But let's recap the areas we can do to improve. Make sure you've got a good induction, so a strong induction. Educate with the whys. Use a safety why at the start of these inductions. Have ongoing learning and training. Make sure you've got competent people around. Even though the train doesn't mean they're competent, make sure you've tested that process. Have solid procedures that are real. They're not just stuck in a, a paper drawer on a hard drive somewhere. They're actually real and being used. And to make sure they're used, make sure you audit them in reality and make sure you can get an improvement feedback loop in that. Use KPIs for safety, but be very aware that other KPIs can drive dangerous occurrences into your business. And let's talk in reality. We can do everything we can in our power to stop people taking shortcuts and doing the wrong things for the right reasons. But, as you know, people are people. There is a tendency sometimes that they will make mistakes. But, of course, the problem is always yours. So, make sure every great system has an effective way of monitoring it. Make sure that people in the system who are the weakest point of that system know why they're there and what they're doing and has the confidence to push the stop button. And what I mean by that? Well, if something's going wrong, you need people to stop. Stop what they're doing. Stop the shift. Stop the machine. Wait. Find a way that's safe. You should never be driving in and you as a leader should never accept people taking the shortcuts because they got the stuff out the door. And of course, be prepared for people to make errors and have a safe system that they can put their hand up and learn from their errors. Well, thanks so much for listening to the show. And as ever, please send us your feedback as it's a gift to managermatpodcast at gmail.com. Please put what you've heard into action. As they say, you get nothing from nothing. Well, that's it for Manager Matt this week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Matt podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing. Please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider as it helps to spread the word of Manager Matt. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com or visit managermatt.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.